we start this? Hey, this is uh, <laughs> People Who Run, the podcast for everyone who runs. Yes, all paces, all bodies, welcome. Yes, yes. So tell me, um, how are you? Um, I, again, not feeling that mo- I'm definitely going to go for a run today. I definitely am. Um. But I woke up yesterday and was like, no, I'd rather sleep in a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, that's reasonable. So since we've last talked, I tried to run my first marathon and I failed miserably. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I mean, I think I think failure in this time has to be defined a little differently. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still I did run the longest distance I've ever ran still. So I'll explain a little bit of the story of my marathon. Uh, So first off, I randomly decided to do it on Thursday because it was supposed to be nice out. And I go out uh, and just start running. And I make a series of mistakes. First off, (laughs) I started too late. (laughs) (laughs) When I started, it was really, really nice. Um, But as I kept going, it started to get really hot outside. And I had a hydration pack with me and I had one bottle, but I didn't, I just didn't have enough water for, for how much I was like sweating and dehydrated and kind of. I felt really good for the first half. I hit 13.1. I felt great. Nice. And then as soon as I hit like 15 miles, I started to kind of feel it a little bit and I was getting low on water. And the other mistake that I made was I could have ran one direction on our bike path that went towards the city, but I've been so anxious about how many people have been on the bike path that I ran the other way Uh that goes towards like, basically like farmland and suburbs and that sounds boring to look at (laughs) so and I actually like going that way but there was nowhere to stop and get water and so anyway I hit 17 miles and I just can't like really go anymore and I I like walk for like 0.2 miles and then I run a little bit and then I and then I hit the next mile and I'll walk like you know another quarter mile and then I start running again until finally I get to 19.6 miles and I see a park and I decide I'm just going to go lay down in the park and then I almost (laughs) passed out (laughs) Oh no! because it was so hot at that point I got a gnarly sunburn I was totally out of water I had to text my wife and be like come pick me up (laughs) now your wife has done marathons, so did she like? Was she like, what were you thinking, or like, did she give you any like post, post attempt notes? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like, first off, I wasn't really following a training plan. I was just, I was just running a lot, you know. <gasps> what I thought you were following a training plan. No, not really. I was just running a lot, and, um. And I was running long distances. I was running like 16 miles on Saturdays, like feeling great and just, you know, doing my thing. But the last like month or 
couple months, you know, like we talked about last time, I just haven't been running as much. And I think that I <laughs> lost some fitness a little bit <laughs> and I was being a yeah. little, I was being a little overly ambitious. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't know why I was so down on myself at the start of this. I just realized like I didn't run the past few days, but I ran five days in a row after I told you I had committed to three. So that's awesome. I think it's, a, I think it's okay that I had to rest. Yeah. <laughs> so I have until the end of the month for another attempt. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to try to fix all the mistakes I made this time. <laughs> well, I think especially the water one, um, especially when it's hot, it's a really easy mistake to make. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, I think like my first two, my first three marathons, I was definitely taking in more liquid than I needed to. And I think that really got cemented by my first marathon cause it was in that heat wave and I was just so scared of dehydrating. Um, and the good thing about like training with other people and like having other people be there as aid stations for you is you start to see like you can get by on the little sips of water. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something I should have uh, kept in mind because I think I was like chugging a little too much once it got uh, warmer. And I probably didn't need as much water as I drank like the first like five, six miles. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of had that in my head as I was doing it. I was like, I'm probably not going to have enough water. But I just kept going anyway, so <laughs> so my plan of attack next time is to start earlier, bring the yes. same amount of water, actually maybe less, but I'm going to do um, loops around my neighborhood. Smart. So if I do need something, I can at least stop by the house. <laughs> yeah. And maybe have like a little... Um... Gatorade or whatever your electrolyte of choice is, like on the lawn, if you can find it. If you're not using like salt chews or the salt tabs, I would recommend like, I know they make like one Gatorade with extra sodium. Yeah, I have uh, some scratch that is just sitting in my pantry that I never use. Or at least I haven't used it since last summer because I don't take nearly as much water with me in the winter, so... You should check on it. I finally went through like my little uh, my little running cart of all my chews and all that. <laughs> and a lot of my powdery ones were like, they're done. They're... Oh, no. <laughs> Can't be used. Even some Morton gels, which are not cheap. <laughs> so my idea for today is in the spirit of me being completely unprepared for marathon distance. <laughs> yes. uh, which, Which I'm very shocked at because I feel like that's not what you had painted to me was going on. <laughs> I felt very confident that I was going to be able to do it. And I still think I can. I just need... I guess I just didn't like understand how... After 15 miles, how much your body starts so, to change. Even after I told you 16 was where I died this year. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that 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 point comes at different times for everyone, and it's different every race, you know. Yeah, I think that part of me got a little ahead of myself because, like, 
at the pace that I run, like 13 miles feels like not even an accomplishment to me right now. So I'm just kind of like, okay, that's just something I do on Saturdays. But I guess I just didn't, I just didn't understand the gravity of 26 miles. And now I really do. So I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I understand when people say respect the distance now. And I think it's like a whole other level now. Yeah, she's... And don't get me wrong. I still feel sore after 13 miles. I'm not saying that I'm some like, you know, I run really slow. So, um, but I guess I just didn't understand like after 15 miles, how much different it was going to start feeling. And I wasn't like mentally prepared. And I also just made dumb decisions that I probably could have finished the distance fairly easily if I would have conserved water, done loops, you know, didn't um, uh, start so late where I got like gnarly sunburns and like. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Marathon Time Math. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still confident that I could do it, but it's just like, yeah, that was a, an experience for sure. But I'm still glad I did it. I've never run 19 miles before and now I have. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you got to 19, you can definitely do it. I mean, I I think for most of us, maybe all of us, at that point, it becomes mostly mental. Yeah. And I thought that I was there at the mental level, but I really was dehydrated. Like, when I got home, I noticed how much salt was, like, on my hat and on my shirt and, like, on my hydration pack, my straps. I was like, oh, I really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, it's, it's so so in that, you know, spirit. In that spirit, let's talk about beginning runners, because beginning runners. part of why we wanted to start this podcast was just to, you know, running is hard sometimes, obviously, but it also is something that we really love. I still love it. I ran five miles today. I was very happy Yay. doing it. And I felt really good, um, even though it was, like, super windy, you know. But when I first started this journey, I never thought that I could run five miles. I never thought I would attempt to run 26 miles ever in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, are, are there people who start thinking that? Because I definitely never thought I was going to go past five miles. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe overly ambitious people. I thought that I would probably be an ultra marathoner at some point, but I don't think I'll have time. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not caught that bug. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about my first. I also think I would I would have been so helped not only having those water stations, but also just like people around, you know. People make a big difference. I was yeah. legitimately running through like, like literally like through... S- like the suburbs here feel rural, you know, like there yeah. are cornfields that I was literally running through. The, the cows didn't <laughs> cheer you on? The cows weren't like... There's no cows. There's <laughs> oh, no okay. livestock. It was just, there's just a lot of like really small farms of just corn basically or soy. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so how do people love running? Um, I think you have to ease into it. I think if you approach it 
wanting to do three miles when you've never done one, you're going to hate it. <laughs> so I think it definitely takes a, it's a build up approach. Um, being super kind to yourself because even as having run for, I don't know, a, a long time now at this point, there are still some days that feel crappy, you know, and most of the time it's fun and it's good, but once in a while you get a bad run. Yeah, absolutely. I've had runs where I was only going to run three miles and, you know, like two miles in, I'm just like, oh, yeah. And I have to like stop for a second and just like regroup. <laughs> and then I have runs and that's where I think the mental game really comes in. Yep. And I always say that like anyone can run, uh, you know, but It really is that mental game. You have to really want to. <laughs> That's the only way to like start loving running. Because if you think about like when I go out and barely can do three miles and then like a week later I run like 13 and it feels easy. Like that isn't all physical. Like it's just attitude at the, at, on a on a huge level, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I was really thinking about this the other day, and it's like, I'm fine when I get out there. Like, it feels great to be out there and running, but the biggest hurdle is getting out of the door. Yeah, and that really is, can be a hurdle. And especially, like, in these times right now. Um, but I've almost had the opposite issue right now, where I feel like, people that don't usually run are out running. Yes. And then a lot of my friends and stuff who usually run are kind of like lacking motivation <laughs> to get out. It's really interesting. I mean, I, I think in my circle, like a lot of people are still getting out, but um, there's also definitely a lot of the conversations of the motivation's low. And mm-hmm. um, also as women too, it, it kind of, sucks now to not be running in a group because i can no longer run at night so it's always going to be especially now that temperatures are rising it's always going to be a little warm um i've done a few really early runs and it's still a little sketchy (laughs) yeah you know um so i know that's been really tough for some of us and it's just not the same you know it's i i've I've trained for marathons all on my own before, but it's just so nice being in community and being surrounded by others that it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll still get the joy, but definitely feels like something's missing, you know, not being able to run in a group right now. Absolutely. And, and I feel like, oh, sorry, like it definitely helps you push too. Because right now I'm, pushing from anxiety sometimes you know? and gassing out <laughs> i'll start running faster like if somebody in front of me is like going slower than me but not like super slow so i'm like gonna be behind them for a little while i've noticed myself like picking up the pace more to get in front of them that's probably been good for training i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean i haven't done any sp- speed work really yet in this quarantine but i'm like i mean <laughs> i'm running faster and you're right like i will for me it's more of a conversation like okay self are we gonna speed up here 
I'm past this person. Do we want to like hang back for a little bit? Yeah. Um, but someone who's like wanting to get out and run, what do you think is like the first step they should take? I mean, you don't have to go out there and buy any expensive shoes, but please also don't start with like a pair of sneakers that you've had for like five years that you constantly use, you know, because there's just no support whatsoever there for your foot and no padding. And um, I think that's how, you know, people develop like shin splints and, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of shoes out there that are like older technologies, but like great still. Yeah. And you can even get into like some, you know, uh, Nike React or something foam for, you know, under $100, you know, Um, which seems expensive. But when you're, you know, beating up your legs and your feet, you want to wear something that's pretty reasonable. When I first started running, I started running in like a $50 pair of shoes I got at like DSW. And I yeah. got sh- I got shin splints immediately. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, I part of this what I love about this sport is um, that at first it is very accessible, you know. So I would say like it it's okay to start off with like a super cheapy pair of sneakers, um, as long as you also start off slow in your plan. You know, yeah. don't go. Don't go for three miles on your first day. Yeah, I guess my only tip with like shoes is like you don't have to spend a hundred dollars. You can definitely find deals for like fifty bucks, sixty dollars. Just make sure that they're actually running shoes because mine were like trainers, you know, and the foam just wasn't there. And I got shin splints, and I wasn't running that far. Um, but as soon as I got a proper pair of running shoes that I think I've maybe paid like sixty bucks for, um, and I think you can even get like like reasonable running shoes at like dsw even or like stores like that yeah um and i would say you know get real running shoes regardless of the price um and you know one of the tips that i always have is like that everyone has who runs is to size up because your feet are gonna swell (laughs) yes Go half a size up. Yeah. And for me, I swell up so much, I, I go a full size up. But that yeah, could so also kinda... be because I wear Nikes a lot and they run small. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that you know, there's a lot of things. It, like, depends on, like, your foot, what feels comfortable in your foot and what, how you step down and all of that. But, yeah, at least start with a half size up. Unless you already know, like, after a long day of walking, your foot really swells and... Yeah, and then I would say my next tip would be to download an app like Couch to 5K, um, which is how I started. Um, I was going to ask because I was thinking about this. I was like, you actually have the better knowledge of this because I started because my high school coach made us run as a warm-up. Yeah, and I didn't really run until I was in my late 20s at all. So, uh, Or maybe I was like 30, but still couch to 5k was like the thing for me um like i downloaded that app on my wife's suggestion and 
you know, it starts you out where you run and walk and then you run and then you walk for a little bit and then you build up every, you run like three times a week and you build up over time. And I remember the first time I ran a mile with that. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Feels great. Yeah. So, and then, you know, it, the running, the one thing I have to stress is if you really want to run, just know that even if you've been running for a while, the first like mile sometimes, like it can feel really difficult. And the first couple miles can feel really difficult. But once you get into a rhythm, that's when you really start to fall in love with it, I think. And you crave that yeah. feeling. And that, yeah, it definitely doesn't come in the first mile. <laughs> no. The first mile is always like, hey, what's going on here? Why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but that starts to change, too, because there are some days I feel really good. Like today, actually, I felt really good the whole time. Like as soon as I went out. Um, but when I first started, it was always so hard for that first like mile and stuff. But, um, so I would say couch 5k, something like that. Yeah. And there, you can find plenty of those resources on the internet as well, or like walk to run, you know, depending on your fitness level, but that's definitely the best way to start because it's going to keep you from getting injured most likely because you're slowly building up um, to putting that stress on your joints and your body so I would definitely yeah even though that wasn't my route our coach just made us run (laughs) I would definitely go that route (laughs) yeah um and then a big one I've had to learn the hard way is um strengthening like warming up do a few lunges and some leg swings before you get out there just to like activate all those muscles you need to run. Yeah, that's a good um, one. Yeah, you can look up. I think it's like the lunge matrix or something like that. I forget the name of the coach that has. Ooh, I should um, probably that look one. that up. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I usually It's like um, I think you do like 10 forward lunges on each leg, 10 back lunges, 10 side lunges. And then you do um, leg swings, like forward and also on the side. You do, I don't know what they're called, or you like, kind of like you're going to put your leg across a hurdle. So you like step your foot in 10 times, step it back 10 times, like as if you're clearing a hurdle. Um, And then leg swings, but with your knee bent. Mm. Mm -hmm. My next one is... I'm going to let you take it over because I haven't even done this quite yet, but find a run club somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so mine started because I had just moved out to LA. I had always just run by myself in New York because it felt very safe. Um, but I came here. I moved in downtown. I felt very unsafe to run alone. Um, and I found my first group was um, DTLA running on meetup. Um So it was great and it got me into chasing goals that I never thought possible. It also, I still have friends in that group. Um, And it was also had a nice social component to it. Like they ran Tuesdays and Thursdays, but then Thursdays we would hang out afterwards at a local bar, we'd get food. Um, Yeah, so I really recommend it. You know, and the, the beauty of how running clubs are 
growing is that now they're in every neighborhood. So I left downtown because it got incredibly expensive, you know, and I've still been able to find groups that work either for where I am or my work schedule because they started like on time and like right after work and it was very hard to make it sometimes. And, you know, now yeah. Koreatown Run Club, we start at eight. <laughs> Yeah, and even here time. in Omaha, Nebraska, we have uh, group runs every week, you know, um, during the non-corona times. So during the corona times, one of my suggestions to people that helps me is finding inspiration in, like, YouTube videos, podcasts, reading books about running, uh watching movies about running. There's some great movies called Spirit of the Marathon. Uh, there's one about the Barclay Marathons. There's so much stuff out there that you could watch and, and learn and also get really stoked on running. Um, and one of my favorite books I want to shout out is called... Um... Wait, why am I forgetting the name? Crap. <laughs> I do want to say, though, when we are eventually let out, don't feel intimidated about going to these groups. Yeah. They're, you know, they're filled with some really great people that are just want to help you with your goal. And they love running, too, and want you to love it. And it's a family for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that was like one thing that I need needed to get over and I was ready to. And then the chrono hit. Um, <laughs> I know you were gonna come out here and come to a track night with good vibes. <laughs> I know, but the book that I want to shout out is called "What I Talk About When I Talk About Running." It's just such a, yes. it's just such a peaceful. There's something like very zen about it without being directly zen, and and I that's sometimes I have the audio book and like oftentimes if I'm feeling kind of like lack of motivation, I'll just put that audiobook on and then I'll go for a run and then it feels nice yeah it's um by Murakami it's it's a really great book because I think he kind of parallels um not only how he approaches running but how he approaches his running I mean his writing Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting for sure and I think that no one ever says this but it is something that I think a lot of us kind of care about more than we want to admit but also like nerd out about gear if you like if you like design and you like fashion or whatever you can like find cool running gear that like matches your style or things that you like design that you like you know i don't know that's one thing that that i've found i think that's also been a big change um and as more people have gotten into running you know i think like probably we have this image of the runner in like jogging pants and like yeah ugly running shoes with like way too much going on on them and just like a dirty t-shirt that you know (laughs) yeah there was like a certain vibe of runners back in the day and then now you can like get this like all black, like clean, like looking, you know, kind of minimalist running gear and like some really nicely designed shoes. And that's just stuff that I appreciate. I'm not like a fashionista or anything. And I don't like <laughs> care about like status or whatever, but I don't like loud. So like I do kind of get stoked about gear. Yeah. 
Um, I consider myself kind of a minimalist, so I don't buy a lot of stuff, but, um, but I do like to find like little cool pieces that like make me want to put it on and go out and run. Yeah. I mean, find what it is you like and it's okay. Even if you're a beginner to, you know, if you're a numbers person, like check out Strava so you can see like every little thing about your run, you know, yeah, there's lots of apps to track your run. Yeah. I know every time I get my little like, you know, achievement goals on my app that I use, then (laughs) even though it's silly, I get like, yeah, I did something. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you're, um, if you're competitive, Mm -hmm. I know some of these, like the segments, they let you know, like you PR'd and I I think we have a, uh, there's a runner in our group who like to stay motivated. I think during quarantine is like trying to beat everyone's time on those segments. So, you know, whatever motivates you and whatever interests you, like running has grown so much that there's definitely something aside from getting out there physically and doing it that will keep you in it. And my next piece of advice is not to go out and push it too hard right from the beginning. (laughs) Like do not. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go out and like get yourself injured. Like listen to your body, you know, push it, but don't, don't go to the point where like you're running through sharp pains or something. <laughs> that is never okay. Yeah. Um, Cause I think and... that sometimes you want, you see other people and that's a big piece. Just don't compare yourself to other people. Like, you are starting now somebody else that passes you could have been running for 30 years you know like since they were a child and and you're out on your first run and like you just got to be okay people are going to pass you it doesn't matter like (laughs) you're going to get passed up by fast people and oh i've i've been passed by like moms on a stroller on an uphill yeah (laughs) yeah i mean you never know (laughs) So, yeah, and definitely if you're feeling um, sharp pain or any pain that you know is not soreness, definitely ease up for a few days. Um, If it's real bad, like look into it because um, I know for sure one of the bad habits I heard I had early on is like having sharp pain, taking some time off and going back into it without having done anything to address the pain. <laughs> yeah. Recovery, <laughs> recovery, recovery. Yeah. T- please take it seriously. So many of us are terrible about it. Like me, but <laughs> don't Obviously, be like me. If you're, if you're bad at recovery, you're a runner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you don't stretch, you're a runner, but we, <laughs> We're all recognizing we have to change that bad habit. <laughs> and that's another field of running that has grown. So make sure you're stretching after your run. Um, if you have a foam roller, use it. Um, if you don't, like if you just have tennis balls around the house or something like that, you can roll your muscles over that, especially like the bottom of your feet. They're very new to this, you know, and then just put it in the fridge, get it nice and cool and roll your foot over it. Well, we're almost out of time, but is there anything else that we should touch on before we go? Yeah, I, I just 
definitely stressing that don't compare yourself be kind to yourself you know give yourself some grace and definitely celebrate your milestones completing your first mile is a really big deal yeah and every runner is different like some people I mean, there are different types of runners. Some track runners are about short distances, but like faster than you could ever imagine running. And some people are about running 200 mile races and then the speed, you know, isn't the number one concern. So find out what you like and do that. Like I like running longer distances, like reasonably slow. I would like to be faster, but I'm, but I'm happy to, you know, I just don't have the body type where I'm going to be like a sprinter, you know? (laughs) Um, So just find out what you like, what makes you happy. And don't focus on, you know, just like Carmen said, don't compare yourself to other people because every runner is different. Every body is different. And there's a place for all of us in this community. That does it for another episode of People Who Run. You could find us on Instagram at People Who Run. Or you can find us online at peoplewho.run. And you can find me on Instagram at Joshua LaBure. I'm at KarmK1, the number one. And... And get out there, people. I know it's weird and tough times, but it really has been helping. And it's you're at least getting a little bit of time outside. Exactly. Get out there. Please Get your miles. <laughs> but please be safe and mindful. Yeah. Get a mask from Sorry. Did you like it? Yeah. I ran. I've been running with it every time. And I'm digging it. So. It's awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs>